Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. to you how you doing on a wednesday let's see wednesday it's been so long right now what does that make it hump day that's what i thought i just couldn't put my finger on it i knew it was something like that welcome to middays here on super talk mississippi live in the element wealth studios dave hughes filling in today and rhino over in the booth how you doing sir oh not too bad I got a question for you. All right, lay it on me. Uh, would you like to go build some sandcastles at Trustmark Park? <laughs> Apparently, they have the perfect conditions for that. I was so confused because I wasn't really paying attention to that game, and then I see the headline, and I'm going, "Wait, did it rain? No, no. What the heck happened? Sod, basically." Uh, the, the, when's the last time you saw any of the major universities in Mississippi, much less two of them against each other, resulting in a no contest? Just call it off. Just done. Never mind. I can't recall. I don't know that that's ever happened, has it? If it did, TVs were in black and white, if yeah. TVs even existed. Or, or even before then, you know, some, some cows got loose on some field at some sport and they had to call it. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, I mean, it is a relatively modern aesthetic to have a pristine playing surface for a a competitive event. I mean, it it really wasn't all that long ago in the grand scheme of things to where you could tune in and see a... NFL game or a Premier League match on a field that didn't look much better than a cow pasture. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Uh, The official notice that was put out by the Mississippi Braves was that the game, and this was on Twitter, the game between Southern Miss and Ole Miss tonight, they sent it out last night, obviously, at Trustmark Park was canceled due to unplayable field conditions. The game will not be made up due to scheduling conflicts with the schools. Uh, there was some I that wasn't dotted somewhere. There was perhaps a T that remained uncrossed, which makes it an L, which is what this is for a lot of people involved. Uh, it's uh, they, they expect it. They have come out and said they expect the field to be in great shape uh, for the uh, Mississippi Braves uh, against the Biloxi Shuckers coming up next week, I think it is, April 7th. And it, it could just be a case of 
the weather that we had came through. They had to go out and fix it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's a million different possibilities here, but it's undeniable. The Braves put it out. The field was unplayable last night. They gave it that old, literally, college try, but the field was unplayable. That's how you get people hurt. That's the, the part that really bothers me about this. Uh, we we have to – Dan, in Hattiesburg, the, the in Hattiesburg would have been apparent once I told you that he said that uh, Southern got the raw end of the stick on that deal. Translation, Dan says Southern was about to whoop him. Now, as a long-standing Golden Eagle, let me just say, well, yeah, but still, it's a bigger issue than that because you can wind up getting getting kids hurt. They could, you know, there's a lot of problems that could come there. So we have to do a better job, I think, of checking out facilities and, and the field before we just go out there and give it a shot. My opinion, my opinion only. Just for, you know, the health, if nothing else. Uh, yeah, Southern Miss head coach, uh, somebody else texted in, Southern Miss head coach Scott Berry literally said the field was unplayable and agreed to call the game. Yeah. Yeah, there was a meeting of the minds on the mound. All of them got together, and I suspect, we'll never know, but I suspect, because it's being presented in very professional terms, you know, the field, uh, the conditions were unplayable at this time, so we are unable to continue our contest. You know they all met up in the middle of the field and said, what is this mess? Come now, This is ridiculous, guys! And just jawed for 30 seconds and then walked off and made the announcement. That would be my guess about how that went. Uh... So, where do you go from here? Do you do you ever schedule another one at a neutral site? I mean, where else would they go? They could go to the coast, to Shucker's home field. Yeah, but see, that almost looks like it's kind of favoring USM because USM has a campus still on the coast, and it's it's a very quick, short, easy drive, whereas Oxford has to hire a team of mules and get on a plane, and there's a space shuttle involved to get from all the way up in Oxford down to the coast. So that kind of favors USM. And it wouldn't quite be the same if you scheduled it in somewhere like Memphis where the Redbirds play. No. No, and the same problem from the opposite direction. So Jackson is kind of a logical place to do this. But in this particular case, I think bare minimum moving forward before you do it again, you have to go inspect the field before you even, you know, do it. Before you even pull the trigger on on loading the buses you send somebody up there in one car or somebody down there from each school, and you walk around and go, yeah, this will work. And then you go ahead with it. That would, to me, be the easiest way to deal with this moving forward, where we don't have this problem again, because it's an embarrassment. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You can say whatever you like. When you have two of the three big universities in Mississippi show up for a premier baseball game, and they call it and decide not to play because, in their words, the field is unplayable, that's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. I would assume it'll never happen again after the embarrassment, obviously. But still, just uh, just a little bit on the ridiculous side. I uh, got a big show lined up. Sorry, I just had to start with that because I was like, wow. 
welcome to Goat Ranch. You know, that that's kind of the impression that it gave. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, big show today. Got some good stuff lined up. Coming up in just a moment, Mike Cheney's going to join us, uh, insurance commissioner. Got a lot of stuff, as you can imagine. There's a lot of insurance-related things to talk about right now with the weather and what we've been dealing with and the, the horrible things that happened up in the north part of the state. Uh I'm going to be talking to him about that and some other things as well. And speaking of that, next hour, we've got Stephanie Lee coming in, the executive director of the State Board of Contractors. This is going to come as a shock to someone. It always does. There are jerks out there that will roll up and try to take advantage of you because we had a natural disaster. It happens every time. The quickest way to see out-of-state license plates is to have a hailstorm because they just come swarming in from all directions. Same thing with the tornado, same thing with the hurricane, everything else. you got to know what to look out for, and we're going to talk to her about that and some other things as well coming up next hour. And then later on, <clears throat> after we get done with all that, I was talking to Rhino before the show here, have you read the TikTok ban up, up in Washington? The big thing, we've been hearing about this nonstop. We have been having it pumped at us continuously, constantly, how bad and how evil TikTok is, and don't you care about the children? Yeah, go read the bill. Number one, it doesn't mention TikTok. Number two, it authorizes one person to unilaterally decide to watch you through your wing, ring doorbell camera and track what you're doing everywhere. We'll, we'll talk about that. This is interesting. This is very interesting. I'm, I'm going to read some relevant parts of that bill, and, and we'll discuss it because I want to get your opinion on this. I want to see if I'm just, you know, losing it or, or what's going on here. It's a bit broad right now. It's just that you, you saw what I was showing you and what I was talking about. Uh, that's probably an understatement to say it's a bit broad. Yeah. It is absolutely ridiculous as it is worded. But we're going to get into that later when we have time because that's more than a two-minute conversation. There's reading involved. At least there's no math. We can For count now. our bl- – don't jinx us on this. Let's keep it at no math. We might make it through it. We also might not. But we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, coming up next, Mike Cheney joins us. we got a lot of stuff to talk about with Mike, and we're going to dig into it when we return live in the Element Wealth Studios on Super Talk Mississippi on a Wednesday. Keep it here. Gibbert. He keeps his classified documents right where they belong. 
Inside a Journey record jacket from the 1980s. Gerard Gibbert, Super Talk, Mississippi. Welcome back live to the Element Wealth Studios on Super Talk Mississippi here on Middays. Dave Hughes here and joining us on the telephonic device, Mississippi's insurance commissioner, state fire marshal. I'm pretty sure he sweeps up at the Capitol on alternate Thursdays. The man does everything, Mike Cheney. Commissioner, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm still on an elevator about to get off on the 10th floor in the Wolfolk. I've been out working this morning. Out at the State Fire Academy, we've got 75 MEMA people moving in to the new dormitory that we just finished checking off yesterday. Uh, it's a catastrophic place, so it's it's really interesting what we do. Well, and it, it, it's great that we had the ability to do it and we had somebody that could pull this together because the, the, what, what happened up in the Delta is an all-hands-on-deck kind of event for the state of Mississippi. It doesn't really get much worse than that, does it? It really doesn't. You know, we've been through a lot of tornadoes in our state, Dave, and, and uh, I've lived through a lot of them just simply because of the job and how long I've been in, as your insurance commissioner, almost 16 years now. And it's a never-ending battle to learn what to do to take care of our citizens. It's a, it's a tough deal. And if you live in Rolling Fork, it's it's just it's horrible up there. I've been up there uh, several times. I'll be in Wren tomorrow looking at their damage. So 200,000 Bottles of water have been brought in, just to, to give an example of what we're trying to do to help them. Wow. but And that's the thing, though. This destruction was so complete that they literally need everything. There, there's not, I, I saw somebody saying, we need a list of what to give them, and I was thinking I, any random thing I think would help at this point, even though you didn't want to give specific things, but they need everything. Yeah, you know, if you want to, if people want to help out, the best way to do that, you can donate. Uh, through the Salvation Army or the Red Cross or United Way. That's the best way to help out. Um, we, we've run into uh, situations this morning, for an example, um, early early morning I got a call from um, one of the pharmacists up in the area, the only one that's actually open, um, Charlie Darden's place. And uh, Charlie and I talked Sunday, and we got in wireless connection through ceasefire, by the way. Within 45 minutes after I called them, they had a wireless set up for the pharmacy so they could start dispensing drugs. And today, the insurance companies are refusing to fill the prescriptions if they're not within the 30-day limit. So we've got on all of them by 8 o'clock this morning saying, look, these people have everything they own blown away. You don't want to give them the diabetes drugs. I ought to put them all in jail. <laughs> it it kind of makes you want to. That, that That's stupid. But we have a tendency to do that sometimes, Mike. You know that just as well as I do. We go by the letter of the law, and we, we don't think any further past that sometimes. Well, that's true here, and, and we were trying to remedy that uh, with some legislation so we'd have some some at least some supervision and regulatory authority over some of these health insurance companies that just don't treat consumers. You know, if you buy an insurance policy... The people ought to perform on the contract side. The insurance company owes you something you paid a contract dollar for, whether it's health insurance or for the homeowners, which brings up, that's really why y'all call me, I think, about homeowner insurance. Um, 
let me start in North Mississippi, Dave. Uh, we've got about 700 claims in North Mississippi. Average claims $25,000, about $30 million in insured losses that we can quantify at the present time. And the uninsured losses in North Mississippi plus Sharky Esaquino can run as high as $200 million. And, and that's just, that's small. And that's things like school buildings. They're uninsured from a commercial point of view now. Stable cotton's all gone. Uh, the, all the facilities in the town. The courthouse is okay in Rolling Fork, but the water tanks are down. And uh, that water tank was down uh, late Friday night, and we had our fire academy folks were there, our, what we call our rescue uh, first responder team. And we had a chlorine leak, and volunteer firemen, not paid people, volunteer firemen went in and cut that chlorine leak off which is pretty dead gum big considering what would happen to all the people that were up there working. Chlorine's deadly. So just little things that the uh, public never knows about and the press doesn't report. That's some of the things that we do as volunteer farmers. They risk their life with no pay every day. Well, and and that's the thing I think that just escapes people. They see firemen and they think, firemen, oh, well, they're, you know, they're, they're getting paid. They got good benefits. Volunteer firemen routinely stop their lives, stop what they're doing, put everything on pause. Kids' ball game, doesn't matter. Uh, wedding, doesn't matter. I- anything, because when there's an emergency, they drop everything and go to help other people just to help them. And, and that, to me, puts them on the top tier of people on the planet. Yeah, and, you know, um, the head of appropriations on the Senate side represents part of that area up there and is familiar with it. And we think... Um, the senator's going to help us out a little bit on some of the problems we have in finding the uh, volunteer fire departments. You know, you got to have a new truck in Rolling Fork. The truck's totally destroyed. Uh, we took a lot of drone footage, which we have to do. Uh, we, as insurance commissioner, know what your insurance losses are. And we use something called um, crisis tracker where people report real time their losses. So we'll know within an hour after something happens that people's cell phones work. Uh, an extent of some of the damage that we're going to see. So we, we never put a lot of that out into the public, but when you, when you look at the footage that we were doing Saturday afternoon and we were next to the post office whose roof was blown off, the structure engineer asked us if we would just fly right up above it and hover to see if they could send people in structurally, which we did. They went in and retrieved the mail so they could open back up Monday morning, which they did in the parking lot where all the vehicles had been destroyed. Uh, that's how we play in as fire marshals and uh, first responders. On the insurance side, the side is make sure insurance companies pay claims. We get adjusters in, and, and generally speaking, insurance companies do a good job, but you always have some bad apples. Well, and that's the case no matter what you're dealing with, but that's why we have to have somebody watching out for these kind of things. I've seen horror stories out of Florida, for example, where uh, insurance adjusters went in and then insurance companies were changing the adjuster's recommendations without notifying them and then not paying out. That's the kind of thing you have to look out for. That you do, and that's happening. We learned that after Katrina and then after some other catastrophic events in the state. So we've been able to uh, put a lid on that, and at least in our state, and in Alabama, we, I work very closely with uh, the commissioner out of Alabama and Louisiana to be certain we don't have that occur in our state. Florida's just really got some problems, Dave. We're lucky that we don't have that problem, that big of a problem in Mississippi. We do have problems with fraud. We have some problems with roofers. 
um, coming in that are not certified by the Board of Contractors. And I, I will say the Board of Contractors does a great job, and they're going to be challenged a great deal with what they do on rebuilding Rolling Fork. If you, if you think about the fact that the hardware store up there is gone, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a brand new community if we can ever get it off the ground. We need to act fairly quick when you got that many people without a home, a place to go, and no motels and no living facilities. It's pretty rough. Well, and it's funny you say that because uh, next hour and about a half hour from now, Stephanie Lee is joining me here on the show uh, from the Board of Contractors, uh, the Executive Director. And we're going to talk about exactly those things and exactly those issues. Uh, well, they are good people. Uh, they, they try to do the right thing for the state of Mississippi, and I'm glad y'all got them on. I didn't know you were having them on, but that's good. Yeah, we've got her coming on at 11.05. She's going to be on with us, and we're going to talk about all of this because we need to shine a light on it because we, we, we tend to get critical of everything, and we, we need to at least have a critical eye. But sometimes we forget to point out when people are doing good stuff, and we need to do that too. We really do, and and um, I, I'm just impressed with the people in Mississippi. such a great state. We've got people up there volunteering, working, um, rotary clubs, uh sent people up to unload a huge uh, truck. They didn't have enough people working to unload a truck of uh, relief gear that was sent in by Rotary International. Uh, my brother-in-law is past Governor Rotary from Lexington, Mississippi, and he's in Vicksburg tomorrow getting volunteers together. You know, Rotary's a pretty good responder also. So you got you got people helping fellow Mississippians out. And it's not about party, it's not about race, it's about helping each other as, as brothers and sisters that live together in one state. Well, exactly. Once When something like this happens, the only division that matters is, are you a person? Okay, good, I'm on your side. That that should be all we care about at that point. That, that's right, and um, it, it's important. Let, let me say, since I, we've got a, a minute or two, let me just say, if you got problems with your insurance, um in any of those affected areas. I know most people aren't going to have power to leave and listen to Super Talk this morning. They, they still like power up in Rolling Fork. Um, I would say very quickly, take a lot of photographs of your damage if you have insurance. If you don't, you can call the Mississippi Insurance Department. And as a courtesy, we'll help you uh, find relief through FEMA and MEMA. And you can call us at 1-800-562-2957. That's a pretty well-known number at Super Talk and around the state. And we have a whole host of volunteers that are helping out to try to figure out what we can do to help you if you don't you don't have insurance and where do you go for housing. And we'll work redirect you, basically, to MEMA. Uh, we're doing that up in North Mississippi. Commissioner, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to stop you for a second because it's about to take over for the break. Can you hang on through the break and we'll finish this? Sure. Be happy to. Commissioner Mike Cheney rejoins us next. Keep it here. Covering the stories that matter most to Mississippians. Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard. Super Talk Mississippi. You heard him. Get up. Dance to the music. What are you doing? 
It's good cardio. Welcome back. Middays on Super Talk Mississippi. Dave Hughes here live in the Element Well studio and on the phone with us, Mississippi Insurance Commissioner and State Fire Marshal Mike Cheney. And I'm, I'm sorry I had to interrupt you, Mike, but the break doesn't give me a choice. It just takes over. And I wanted you to finish that because you were talking about some very important things about how people in the Delta need to go about getting the help that they need. So, uh, Dave, to repeat, if you're in the Delta or even up in the Monroe area and you do not have enough coverage or insurance, you can call the Department of Insurance at 1-800-562-2957, and we will try to assist you to get uh, help from FEMA or MEMA. Uh, That's just something that we'll do. Uh, we know that there are a lot of folks in the Rolling Fork area that like proper insurance or that do not have insurance, and we're already working with a group of those folks, and we have folks on the ground trying to create some databases so we can keep up with folks and get contact information that's needed and uh, contact their relatives when they need help to help them out. That's just something that we get involved in that we don't, don't normally do, but we do it during catastrophic events. Um, I will tell you, during the break, I was able to sign a notice to all the health insurance companies in the state that sell here and tell them up in the Rolling Fork area, and basically this is what it says, that uh, in a nice way, to assist affected Mississippians, the Mississippi Insurance Department here is hereby directing all health insurance carriers in this state to work with their affected policyholders in the aforementioned counties to waiver any time frame regarding the refilling of necessary medications to ensure that these persons are able to replace their lost medications. Health insurance carriers should work with their affected policyholders and pharmacies to ensure that the policyholders' medications are replaced as quickly as possible. And what, the reason we're issuing that bulletin is to make insurance companies do right, and we had two bills that made it through the legislature and the governor vetoed um, that would have helped us solve that problem without the use of these bulletins. But, unfortunately, they got vetoed, and um, I don't think they'll be overridden, Dave. That's a big deal, and I don't, I don't want to drag politics into it, but if you're going to be a regulator and make the companies do right, you got to have some um, statutory laws that the legislature can only help us with to make the companies do the right thing. Well, nobody's scared of a guard dog that doesn't have any teeth. Amen. It's like uh, if we if we don't have any teeth, we can't. I can't tell them to do something. They just look at me and laugh. That's kind of what they did during the UMMC and the Blue Cross debacle. They just looked at me and said, "For nine months, you can't do anything to protect those people we kicked out of network." Although we tried, and that affected five hundred thousand people. Man. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> well, understandably so. But you know, this is why you have the job you have because you read that bulletin that you sent out, and that was so more nicely worded than i would have written <laughs> i'm just going to well, be we honest government, Dave. we got to be nice to, hopefully they'll listen to us and uh yeah uh, I, I, politicians I aren't gonna be happy about what i said but uh it, it is what it is it, you know that's our job we're elected as officials to take care of the citizens of this state we're not trying to be uh, authoritarian in what we do we're just trying to make people follow the law and help out the citizens of the state, especially on the insurance side. Well, there's one other thing I want to ask you about while I've got you that kind of ties into this. There's something coming up Friday. There's a deadline that I I still think a lot of people aren't really aware of what's going to happen Friday uh, when this kicks into place regarding Medicaid. Medicaid, uh, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because we're probably going to have um, 100 to 150,000 people come off of Medicaid during the next year. 
uh, as the COVID issues, uh, you know, go away and the laws go away and the Biden's orders go away, those people that were put on Medicaid due to COVID and the environment that existed during COVID will probably come off. Um, let me tell you what we've been doing at the insurance department to try to help those folks that have come off of Medicaid. We're putting them back on the private policies and the ACA. Uh, we're working with two major carriers, and they've been really good to work with to figure out how we can have lower-cost policies to take care of those people that are coming off. Uh, most of them make just marginal income from 100% of property up to about 150% of property, and that's that's less than $20,000 basically a year. So we can get them a policy with some uh, credits and, uh, that will help them out. And then you got to consider the other part of this, Dave, that in Rolling Park, you don't have anywhere to go. we got two portable hospitals up there, and um, the hospital's damaged, so we've got all kind of issues with trying to have health care available in that area. So uh, one of the uh, health insurance carriers that's due to the state, Molina, sent a um, portable hospital in to complement the one we have at the armory up in Rolling Fork. And we're, we're getting people that have insurance, any insurance, covered up there at that facility. So we're doing what we got to do to protect the citizens and the people that are coming off of Medicaid. We will be able to try to move some of those folks over to commercial insurance. They're going to have to pay a little money, but it won't be uh, some of the drastic changes that we see when you go from zero to $750 a month. They can't afford that. But uh, it'll be a, a fairly cheap policy. Now, it's going to be a sticker shock, uh, no matter what the amount is, especially if they don't know it's coming. And that's why I wanted to bring it up and, and get it to as broad a platform as possible, because there there are plenty of people had no idea about this that that it's about to to roll out basically, and people are coming off of the Medicaid rolls. And, and I think well, it's going to catch some people by surprise. Yeah, and you know, Dave, I said at the MEC back in October of last year that this was going to happen, and. Um, some of the some of the reporters there from the press said, "Oh, we don't believe that, and you're wrong." And I said, "It's coming. You just need to look at what what the law says and what's going to happen in April of, of 2023." And we that's the reason we are prepared to help those folks that are going to come off. And that, that the deadline it it ends Friday, so starting Saturday, this goes into effect for some people. I would assume it will. And I, I haven't talked to the Medicaid division for the state to see what their their take will be. Uh, you know, I don't run Medicaid, don't want anything to do with it. That's the governor's deal, and, and the legislature run Medicaid, not not the Department of Insurance. But uh, my part of my job when I take a constitutional oath is to protect the citizens, and so we got proactive to try to provide those people with an avenue to have health insurance when they kicked off of Medicaid. Well, and I think uh, before we let you go, just on a slightly different tack, I just have to ask you, have you blown up any turkeys lately? <laughs> no, we had not blown up any turkeys okay. lately. And uh, speaking of turkeys, you know, I like the turkey hunt. And um, I, I, this legislature has cut into my turkey hunting time, which I don't really have any. <laughs> but uh, when I kill one, Dave, I'm going to blow him up and video it and send you all a copy of it. Do it. Do it. We haven't we had a... About blowing up. We're talking about uh, deep fat frying him and, and uh, making sure he's okay to eat. That's that's what the uh, state fire marshal had on. Yeah, you, you are... <laughs> how, how does it feel to have a reputation as a turkey exploder? <laughs> it's better than some of my other reputations that I have. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good job, Mike. You do a great job looking out for the citizens of Mississippi. And I don't know if anybody else is going to tell you this today, but you're going to have at least one... 
thank you for that. We appreciate it. I, I really appreciate that. I appreciate y'all. We appreciate Super Talk and all the family. You and Rhino have a good day. You Thanks too. That's uh, Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney, also the State Fire Marshal and Chief Turkey Exploder. I had to ask him that. Come on, we, I had I hadn't seen him blow up a turkey in a minute, so I had to ask about that. It's one of my favorite parts of the holidays is exploding turkeys. Well, I don't have many hobbies. You got to allow me the few that I do latch on to, and that's one of them. Have you you've seen those videos? Oh yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It really is a little scary when you consider some of my friends that I see deep frying a turkey during that time of year. And like those oh. videos always remind me of the demonstration that was put on at. On the mall in Washington, D.C. for fireworks safety. Yes. Where they had about five different ways that using fireworks incorrectly could cause bodily damage, and they used mannequins to show it. Yes. And the mannequins were just completely shredded. Oh, yeah. Just blew them. Yeah. What was surprising, one of them was blown up with a sparkler. No, it wasn't. But (laughs) I just wanted to see what expression I could get on Rhino's face, and it was worth it. The the whole enterprise was worth it, just for the look that I got out of him just then. Uh, as we told Mike, coming up uh, after news at the top in just a bit, about 10, 15 minutes from now, uh, we have joining us Stephanie Lee with the Mississippi State Board of Contractors. You know, and, and we're, we're at the point now to where when I first saw the weather, before the tornadoes happened in the Delta, before we had all the, the those things, started seeing the reports of hail. Started seeing the reports uh, a couple of days later on Sunday when we had additional weather come through and we had some some pretty big hail. I don't know if you saw some of the pictures. My first thought, the first thing that popped in my mind was, well, there's people all over this country cranking up their old beat-up pickup truck and trying to dig through the garage to find their roofs repaired signs to stick on the side to head to Mississippi because we had hail. Happens every time. Well, we're going to talk to Stephanie about some very related subjects coming up after news at the top of the hour. But we have one more segment to go in the Element Well Studios in the 10 o'clock hour on middays, and we will take care of that right after this. with Gerard. Good for America. Good for fans of justice and truth. Good for us. Super Talk Mississippi. This is what we stand for. Welcome back, Super Talk Mississippi Middays, live in the Element Well Studios. Dave Hughes with you on a Wednesday morning. Uh, next week, next Tuesday, it's it's everybody is on the road. Everybody's out next Tuesday. The entire Super Talk Mississippi team at the Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point, six A to six P, the whole day. Everybody's there. 
Uh, it's uh, promoting Child Abuse Awareness Month, which is April. Uh, you're going to get some great stories throughout the day and be able to help make a difference in a bunch of children's lives. It's, it's going to be worth your time to tune in. So it, next Tuesday is when it happens. Starts with Paul and Perez in the morning, goes all the way through the guys on Sports Talk Mississippi in the afternoon. Uh, make sure you're a part of it. Of course, I, I think you're going to still be here, right? Oh, yeah, I'll be behind the board. Yeah, you'll you'll be here pulling the strings and making sure everything, all the buttons are pressed and whatnot. And I will be doing my best to not be depressed. Yeah, it's not a happy topic. Well, I'll be, I would be depressed for a totally different reason. What? It's because this is the last week of the double down at KFC. What? What? It's going away. Nobody told me this. Why? It was limited time only. Four weeks, and this is the fourth week. I want to know the names of the people on the advisory board that determine how things are limited time. Wait, but, what, 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 how, where, where is the McRib subcommittee? Can we have a talk with them while we're at it? Just a short talk in a room without windows. Yeah. Wiffle ball bat. <laughs> Enough clearance to swing properly. You don't want to throw you back out while you're, you know, negotiating. Yeah. So when do, when when does it end? If I'm not mistaken, it ends on Monday. Hmm. So this is the last full weekend. So at least you got the weekend. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, you gotta. When it comes to the double down, you gotta. Well, you gotta double down for the next few days uh, because then it will go away. Forever until they realize they can make a bunch of money and everybody's desperate for it, in which case they'll bring it right back. That's how this always works. Or if you can afford a plane ticket to Korea, because apparently Korea has one-upped us in the uh, chicken sandwich-esque meal department. We have the double-down here in America. In South Korea, they have the triple-down, where a spicy chicken breast is placed between two normal chicken breasts for three chicken breasts. So it's a chicken sandwich with a sauce. chicken bun. Oh, yeah. Okay. The triple down. Very. They. How have we allowed them to get ahead of us in chicken technology? I don't know. Chicken sandwich technology should be the sole province of the United States of America. Having said that, it's going to have to be about the quintuple down before I'm going to look at going to Korea. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to throw that out there. It's, it's going to take a lot of chicken breast stacked up before I'm going to be looking and pricing plane tickets. Just just my thought there. Um, a former Google engineer, Ray Kurzweil, he has made over the years 147 predictions. 86% of them have come true in the time frame that he says. And, I mean, he's gone on record with them throughout the years, and he's been right 86% of the time. I say all that to establish his bona fides. Uh, he says that within eight years, human beings will achieve immortality. He's specifically talking about nanotechnology, combining it with artificial intelligence and nanobots to basically keep you going forever. So we don't get the singularity? Well, that's basically kind of what we're talking about here, because it would, it would tie into the brain as well. And, you know, I've got three words that I think could shoot down any excitement anybody could possibly have for the idea of people living forever. 
Okay. All right. Well, I've got three words, and I've got another scenario that I think can just kind of throw cold water on this whole thing. The three words are eternal Nancy Pelosi. I want you to picture it's the year 2792, and Nancy Pelosi walks up to take the gavel again as speaker, because we're all still here. Don't tell me that's not a possibility in this scenario. Number two, the, the other phrase I think that should scare anyone away from the idea of thinking that the singularity and becoming immortal as humans is a good idea. Welcome to the 250th anniversary show of Carrot Top. I don't think we need this. It's just me. I know. I realize that. It's just me. We just need to consider all the negatives, too. Or will Carrot Top be Mr. Olympia by that point in time? (sighs) He just seems to get more jacked. Yes. Well, I mean, it's not like he's got anything else on his plate. Who's booking him? That's all he does is go to the gym and nap. Of course he's getting bulked up. Coming up after news from Fox News and Super Talk Mississippi News, we're joined by Stephanie Lee, the executive director of the Mississippi State Board of Contractors, on Middays. Keep it here. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Super Talk Mississippi Middays on this Wednesday morning live in the Element Well Studios. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to exhibit this talent again. I consider this a very good compliment that came in on the C Spire text line that said, no one does an exasperated sigh better than Dave. Well, you you might be about to hear it again, considering the conversation that we're about to, to have with Stephanie Lee. She joins us, the executive director of the Mississippi State Board of Contractors. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having us on. Well, thank you for coming in, because we need to talk about this. We don't want to talk about this. I'd rather we had nothing to talk about. We, 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 we could talk about, you know, fishing or something. But no, we have to talk about... I'm going to use probably an improper term, but I think it applies in this situation, jerks. We have a lot of jerks that when a disaster happens, immediately come running in to rip people off. Is that a fair statement? That's a fair statement. It's an unfortunate truth. Um, I heard Commissioner Cheney on in the prior segment, um, and I agree with him that we have a lot of really good contractors in the state of Mississippi that do great work. But unfortunately, in times of disaster is when we see a lot of unscrupulous individuals coming out to take advantage of folks um, who are in a vulnerable position following storm damage. You know, I've always wondered these people that do this because it happens every time and right before the the break ended i was telling you off the air about in the wake of katrina it seemed like you know you couldn't turn a corner without running into five people that had you know taken a sharpie and written roof repairs or or something on it and stuck it on their car and pulled up and they weren't qualified they they either didn't know what they were doing or never intended to do anything at all uh the, the the problem here is 
there's no way to stop it from happening. All you can do is warn people and make them aware that, hey, this is going to happen. These people are going to show up, and they will, won't they? They will. Um, and we learned a lot of lessons from Katrina. Um, one of those, uh, after Katrina, we established a disaster response team, which we dispatched to areas that were impacted by severe weather as soon as practical following like rescue and recovery efforts. Obviously, we don't want to impede emergency personnel services. Uh, but we'll go into those areas um, and assist with the licensing requirements and educating consumers about common scams that occur so that they don't fall prey um, and become victim of second time. Well, and that's the thing, because when you go through a situation like that, and I'm not even necessarily talking about the Delta, although that is absolutely horrific. We had another one, as we were talking about, on Sunday that came through. Uh, And even if you had no tornadic activity in your vicinity, if you had hail, they'll come looking to talk to you about that as well. So this impacts a lot of people. But when that happens, you're emotional, you're upset, you want to get this fixed and done and over with so you can get back to your normal life. And that can sometimes lead you to make a hasty decision you should have thought a little more about. That's right. Uh, uh, People oftentimes want to put the pieces back together quickly. Um, And while we certainly understand that, we do caution against rushing into making those repairs. Um, Slow down. Take a little time. uh, Make sure you're properly vetting your contractors or those that you're looking at hiring to uh, repair storm damage. Uh, Don't just take uh, whatever license they give you. Go the additional step call our agency and verify that it is a valid license. Um, Ask for their insurance and call their insurance company to make sure that's a valid policy. Uh, Legitimately licensed contractors are not going to be offended by consumers asking for that information. And in fact, they're going to encourage you to do that. So that's why it's important to make sure that consumers are aware. One, most construction projects in the state of Mississippi do require a contractor's license. Take your time and uh, get multiple estimates, verify the credentials, get multiple references, and call call those references and make sure they were satisfied with that work. And see, what's interesting, it's, it's why this is such a special situation. That, that's good advice no matter what you're going to be spending money on, whether it's on your home, your car, you're, you're going shopping for a computer or whatever. You shop around, you dig, get different quotes, you make sure you're buying what you're buying from somebody that, you know, is going to stand behind it, someone that knows what they're doing. That's good general advice, but again, in that kind of an emotional disaster situation, a lot of the good advice just kind of goes out the window. That's right, and those crooked individuals know that, and they know you're vulnerable, and they're looking to take advantage of it. So they'll uh, make promises. Uh, you know, we hear stories all the time where they say, I'm doing three other projects in this neighborhood, but if you give me some cash up front, I'll move you to the top of the list. Um, again, those are those, that's just a red flag that consumers should look out for. Yes, and and the thing is, it's not just that you would have somebody show up that's not licensed, and they would do subpar work. They would uh, they would do something that six months from now you're going to have to get redone or repaired after they've done it. In a lot of cases, and especially that one, like you mentioned right there, they show up and say, "Hey, you, you slide me in some money here, and I'm just going to move you up to the front, and we'll take care of it." You hand them the money. Chances are pretty good you're never going to see them again. You're never going to see them again. You're never going to get that money back, and the work's not going to be done. And I would suspect that it's kind of hard to track these people down once they've done it. 
and get and get the people's money back. Yeah, a lot of uh, these storm chasers um, that will come in looking to take advantage of people. Uh, they're transient and they'll come in after the storm. Um, you know, they're they're slick talkers and they'll talk um, uh, homeowners into and property owners into giving them money, um, and then they take that money and run, and they don't do the work or they do poor work. And uh, that's that's why it's important that we get this message out there to make sure uh, that folks know um, check those credentials, check those licenses, and make sure that they're aware that the license is required. Yes, because and they they may try to tell you differently when you tell them that. Oh no no that's not the case. You you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I would I would like to clarify one thing because that's a great term for them, storm chasers. But she's not referring to the people that get out there in their car and follow these storms around while they're happening and video it and report it to weather and whatnot. She's talking about people that literally go from disaster area to disaster area looking to turn a quick buck by cheating people. That's that's right. Thank you for making that clarification. Well, I just didn't want Reed Timmer to show up in the green room <laughs> in ten minutes going, "Hey, you know, I, I want to make sure we got that covered." Uh, now. Is that all that you do, really, is just make sure you vet them and you're good to go when they when somebody shows up? As, uh, as far as the consumer? Um, yes. Well, you want to, you wanna, like I said, get multiple estimates. You want to verify uh, uh, that you're actually comparing those estimates to make sure you're comparing apples to apples. You know, what's the difference in the price? Is it a difference in the quality of the materials? Um, uh, are you getting what you're asking for um, to get your, your property properly rebuilt? Um, and then we you want to check to make sure they're properly insured and verify that that insurance is valid. Uh, workers' compensation is important to make sure that they're properly um, insured for that. Um, don't fall for tactics where the contractor will try to encourage the homeowner to go and pull the permit. Then the homeowner may be responsible for the property or someone gets injured on that property while they're working there. So those are all all tactics that we see and all things that we want to make sure that consumers are aware of before they enter into a situation where they they, they may regret. I'm going to – this is very adjacent to this, but I'm going to say this. If you know someone that has something like this happen, even if it's just a hailstorm and it, it messes up their house, they, they got to get a new roof. That's pretty common. Uh, it didn't happen to you, but it happened to them. Try to give them a little advice. Try to make sure that they follow these steps and do things the right way because you're going to be thinking a little more clearly about it than they are because you're not in the middle of it. That's correct. Yeah, that's that's very good advice. So it, it all comes back to being careful. Let me ask you this, and I'm, I'm just curious. In my experience, a lot of times really good contractors, when something like that comes through, licensed contractors that, that have a, a, a track record and they do great work, they're not driving door-to-door trying to drum up business. They're, they're trying to figure out how to get done everything they need to get done and turning people down because they only have so much time. Is that fair? Yeah, that's actually um, in the um, information that we distribute out to consumers. That's one of the red flags that we caution them to look out for is to be wary of door-to-door solicitors or those that are um, leaving flyers on your mailbox or on your door looking for work. Um, just like you said, after Sunday storm um, and the hail damage that came through, you automatically had uh, roofers popping up offering free estimates and storm damage surveys. So again, those are things uh, to be wary of. Well, and a lot of times in the case of a hailstorm, they show up before the hail has melted. That, 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 that's not even hyperbole. That actually happens. So you have to be careful of that. 
it's the old truism, and this is true of everybody in every situation, I think. If they're too eager, eh, you might want to take a step back and squint and look at it from a different angle because there might be more going on than you think there is. That's right, and that also goes along with the old adage, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So if someone's offering to uh, get to your work quicker or do it cheaper, uh, you might want to take a second look at what they're offering. That's exactly right. Stephanie Lee, uh, Executive Director of the Mississippi Board of Contractors. Mike Cheney refers you highly. You and the whole board. He, he was talking about you guys doing such a fantastic job, and I would agree. Well, and we certainly appreciate those comments from Commissioner Cheney. Now, if he really likes you, though, he'll blow a turkey up for you. <laughs> There's levels to this, you know, so you got to ask him where your blown up turkey is next time you talk to him. I'll sure do that. I cannot wait to get a report on this conversation. Stephanie, enjoy talking to you and keep us up to date on this. And everybody, watch out. They need to contact you if they have any questions at the board, right? That's correct. Um, they can contact us at the board. Our number is 800-880-6161. We also have a search contractor feature on our website at www.msboc.us. Fantastic. Brief. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Super Talk Mississippi live in the Element Well Studios on Middays. Dave Hughes here, Rhino in the booth. Hey, you know what? There's a little meat on this bone. I'm going to go ahead and get into this. Might as well. We got a clear field all the way to the goal line. So we might as well go ahead and touch it because not a lot of people are talking about this. And I want to start this with an analogy. I saw a, a, a video the other day of uh, a couple of people that that do a show, and they had a professional pickpocket in, kind of like a stage magician, but he was in, he was trying to demonstrate how to steal someone's watch off of their arm, and while he's talking about it, he said, okay, now, while I'm doing this, and he's got his hand on the watch, showing there's just no way to get it off, said, while I'm doing this, you didn't even notice I took your wallet. And the guy goes, what? And jerks his hand away completely out of his watch, and the guy has the watch in his hand, and he reaches around checking for his wallet and said, no, my wallet's there, and pulls it out and dies laughing said, this isn't my wallet. And the pickpocket goes, yeah, this is yours right here, and there's not much in it. I really should have put it back. Uh, distraction, misdirection, and things not being what they're supposed to be, that's how it works. That's how you get fooled. That's the climate that has been built for you. Congratulations. You, me, everybody else has just waltzed with big, wide-open eyes into it. If you spend any amount of time being upset at what the other people are doing, the other side, well, they, they, they just took your wallet. They've got your watch. You may need to check and make sure your underwear is still in place. Because one of the big topics has been TikTok. We got, and I, I agree, do away with 
TikTok on government devices. I don't want you sitting around watching goofy dancing videos when you're supposed to be working anyway. That 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 just that part alone it makes sense. But this has been built up to be such a huge deal. We got the usual thing of this is to protect the children. Well, the bill has been introduced in the Senate. Senate Bill 686, if you'd like to look it up. They're not even subtle about this. It's called the Restrict Act. This is the bill to ban TikTok. It doesn't mention TikTok. It doesn't mention the company that owns TikTok. This was never about TikTok. That's what has been used to get your attention and to make sure everybody was on board with it and angle it in the right way to make sure that they had the support they needed to get it done. And this is a bipartisan effort in the Senate. you got Republicans and Democrats both that are co-sponsoring this bill, which, by the way, should be, in today's climate, red flag number one, when everybody pulls together and goes, oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Check to see if that's still your wallet in your pocket. This bill is almost unbelievable in some of the things that it lays out. The basic provisions of this, there will be a minister of truth, excuse me, a secretary of communications appointed by the president who will, in association with the Department of National Intelligence, this is all laid out in in the language of the bill. This isn't possible. This is the way it's going to be structured if this passes. This Secretary of Communications, along with the Department of National Intelligence, will determine who is a foreign adversary that needs to be restricted. That can be a company. That can be a country. There are a few countries specifically named, but there's also, like 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 a trade in the NFL, there's also players to be named later. It can be an individual. It specifies that in there, that it can be an individual, they declare as such. Here is what they are checking with the TikTok ban, which is a website and a phone app. You can go to it in a browser. You can look at it on your phone. That's what this is about, right? This is all we've been told. This is what we have been hammered with repeatedly. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. This will apply to, and I'm reading from the text of the bill, desktop applications, mobile applications, gaming applications, payment applications, web-based applications, artificial intelligence and machine learning, wireless local area networks, your LAN, uh, mobile networks, satellite payloads, cable access points, core networking systems, edge computer platforms, my favorite, quantum computing, because that's a thing that exists right now, no, Uh, post-quantum cryptography, There is not a single... Mitch McConnell is one of the co-sponsors of this. He couldn't define that phrase at gunpoint. There is no way this was written by the senators that are co-sponsoring this. I'm never going to believe that. Autonomous systems. I'm not done with the list. Autonomous systems. Advanced robotics. You know, a big part of TikTok. 
uh, biotechnology, synthetic biology, computational biology, e-commerce technology and services, including any electronic techniques for accomplishing business transactions, online retail, internet-enabled logistics, internet-enabled payment technology, and online marketplaces. You could sell something they don't like on Facebook Marketplace under this bill, and they could come get you. What happens when they come get you under this bill, you ask? Glad you asked that question. Here's how it's laid out. If you were determined to be in violation, or let's say, for example, and we have mentioned this, if they were to ban TikTok specifically, and you go get a VPN, it's a virtual private network that shows you're somewhere other than where you are, and you use that to log in because you're going to keep using it. When they find out about that, it is up to a $250,000 fine and 20 years in prison because you looked at TikTok with a VPN. The interesting thing, that's the milder of the two penalties listed in this. If they decide that you willfully did it, I don't know how you accidentally sign up for a VPN and use it to go look at dancing cat videos, but they apparently think that's a thing. That's the lower one. If they say you willfully used a VPN, the fine goes up to a million dollars then, 20 years in prison, and they seize all of your property. Now, I Not just the you. property used in the commission of said, quote-unquote, crime. No, they come take all your stuff. Now, let me ask you something. Have you heard, and I've been reading from the bill, I'm looking at the bill itself. Can you point to the part that's protecting the children? Can, can you show me which part of this is protecting your kids? Everyone is being sold a bill of goods under the guise of attacking TikTok to protect the kids when it's not about TikTok, and it's certainly not about the kids. It's about control, it's about government overreach, and it's about a massive amount of regulation to an almost ridiculous extent. People are calling this the Patriot Act for the Internet on steroids. And And it's being written and voted on by people who frankly, don't understand it. They they remember when the television was invented. Some of them, most of them. We currently have the oldest Congress and the oldest president in the history of the country. But we're supposed to trust them to adequately and efficiently regulate quantum computing. It is not about what they're telling you it's about. It never has been. This entire dog and pony show has been to get control. Now, again, we're not talking about transferring, you know, amounts of money to terrorists or something that, yeah, we need to watch that. Now, here's the interesting part. If this uh, Secretary of Communications, as is outlined in this bill, which is currently in committee in the Senate, it's been written, it's been started into the process that you keep hearing about is such a wonderful idea. If the Secretary of Communications gets together with the National Intelligence and decides that, oh, I don't know, pick an innocent country, an innocent-sounding thing that nobody would bat an eye at. Who, who we got? Luxembourg. Luxembourg. They decide Luxembourg is a, a, a threat, and you can't do any kind of business or, or have any kind of interaction with Luxembourg, 
You know how that opinion, they, they unilaterally decide that. They have 15 days to notify the president of what they have decided. And the only way that decision can be reversed is with a joint resolution passed in both the House and the Senate that can only be introduced by the majority or the minority leaders in each House. And it has to be done within 60 days of the decision being made, or they can't do it then. Even Congress, after two months, can't change it. That's a lot of power for one person appointed by the president. Go get this bill and read it. We're going to keep talking about it. We're, We're just scratching the surface, but stop believing everything you hear. Just stop it. <sighs> There's the sigh again, by the way. We'll be back right after this. Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Super Talk Mississippi Middays, live in the Element Well Studios. And we're talking about the Senate bill that has been introduced, the TikTok ban that <laughs> TikTok is the most minor part of this that would be affected at this point. As usual, this is the way the government works. This is why when President Trump came in and he put the rule in place to where, was it two or three, if you introduced a regulation, you had to take two or three out. I think it was two, but yeah. You, you had to redu- overall reduce the number, the amount of regulation that the federal government put into place. That was a great idea. We were all behind it, and it worked. This is a ridiculous overreach. Uh, it's Senate Bill 686. We uh, had some folks. Uh, oh, I think you replied already on the text line. Yeah, Senate Bill 686. Which the, the syntax to find that the easiest is S period 686. Yes. The restrict act they literally named it the restrict act by the way it you know it it mentioned artificial intelligence in there just saw a thing during the break somebody took the bill as a pdf and uploaded it to chat gpt and asked it for its opinion and came back this is not real this is actually a satire bill which is a parody of the patriot act it's so ridiculous the artificial intelligence thought it was a joke which I do find it funny that the federal government believes they can regulate artificial intelligence when the people who create these artificial intelligence bots can't even tell you exactly how the bot works. Yeah. They can tell you how they put it together. They can tell you the steps it uses to get to where it is, but they really can't explain all the tiny little things that happen that make it work the way it works. There are so many problematic parts of this bill as it was introduced. And, you know, there are going to be constitutional challenges to this. If it passes, it still hasn't passed. you still got to get enough votes on both sides. Uh, so we're not there yet. But the fact that this was written, this was put down in black and white and introduced, it's currently in committee in the Senate in Washington, tells you what they want to do. 
It's so poorly constructed and thought out, I can understand how the AI thought it was a joke. The secretary that will be appointed by the president uh, unilaterally makes the decision of who is considered a foreign adversary. Nobody else doesn't consult Congress, doesn't consult the president. They're required to notify the Senate Majority Leader, the House Speaker, and the president no later than 15 days after they designate. Two weeks after they say, this person's a foreign adversary, go get everybody associated with them. Two weeks later, then they have to even tell the president and the leaders of Congress what they decided. You know how they get rid of that designation? If Congress says, no, 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 not them, not Luxembourg, they, they do great cheese. We don't want to, you know, there's no problem there. It has to be a joint resolution that can only be introduced by the majority or minority leader in each of the two houses. Senate majority leader or minority leader, the House Speaker or the minority leader, and that's the only four people that can even introduce the resolution, which then has to pass both houses to remove it. That's an awful lot of unchecked power in one person's hands. And I want you to keep in mind, a lot of Republican sponsors on this bill. If this were to go into effect, Stumbling Joe is going to pick his guy, our girl. And that's who's going to have this power. That's not a hypothetical. If it, if it went into law exactly as it's written, the Biden administration would pick who would have unchecked power almost. The exact passage, by the way, on the criminal penalties of this. A person who willfully commits, reading from it, directly from it again, a person who willfully commits, willfully attempts to commit, or willfully conspires to commit, or aids and abets in the commission of an awful, unlawful act, if you bought your kid a laptop and then they got a VPN to go look at TikTok, you're liable. Congratulations, as this is written. Shall, upon conviction, be fined not more than $1 million dollars, may be imprisoned for not more than 20 years or both. You got a million bucks in two decades to kill? Support the TikTok ban, because that's what they're calling it. That's what it's been called. Who did we have? Did we, did we have any political leaders in front of the Senate to get grilled with ridiculous questions? No, we had the CEO of TikTok, because this is all about TikTok. No, TikTok is the stalking horse they're trying to use to ram this stuff through without anybody noticing. Because ultimately, we've got a contingent of people in Washington that think you're an idiot. It's not all of them. Not even close. But there's some. And this isn't news. You've known this for a while. So at what point does this reach the point where people do something, not just sit around and jaw and talk back and forth and go, oh, this is horrible, we can't do this, we're falling into a police state, this is. This sounds like China, this is horrible, This is. how can you let this happen? I don't know, what have you done to stop it? Talk to a congressperson? Talk to your senator? Decent chance, they agree with you. 
they need some cover to go out and politically fight against this. What's the cover? How many people contact them about it? Now, I encourage you, and that's why I keep giving you the bill name, Senate Bill 686, the Restrict Act. Go read it for yourself. Don't take the beard's word for it. Go read it for yourself. Don't take anybody else's word for it. Read through it, and then decide if you feel like it might be a good idea to let your representatives know how you feel about it. So, yes, I'm being very manipulative here. I'm asking you to read something and make your own decision about what you should do about it, if anything. Which, in this case, what you should do about it, if you decide to, is either type an email or dial a phone number. I mean, the first red flag is the even split of co-sponsors with 11 Republican co-sponsors and 10 Democrat co-sponsors. The second red flag is Mitt Romney thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's not that good. That dude's a blithering idiot. Yes. Let me throw out, and I haven't read the entire thing. I've read most of it. But let's throw out a couple of hypotheticals. Okay. Because this covers things like if they decide they're going to put you on the watch list based on interactions with, you know, something that – let's say you go on Wish and you order something and it's shipped from China. Guess what? That could land you on their watch list, at which point this bill will authorize them – to look at everything you're doing, every website you go to. If you use any electronics, they're going to monitor it. They can watch you through your Ring doorbell camera. Which is technically all things they can do now, but they can't make them actionable. Yes. They can watch you through your Ring. They can turn on your webcam. They can look at you through your phone, but they can't then use that as evidence in a court of law. Right. Because it was obtained in less than legal manner. This gives them the ability to not need a warrant to go through every single aspect of your life. It doesn't protect your kids from dancing on TikTok. It gives them an incredible amount of power, as it's written. That, that, that's not good. But let's throw a hypothetical out. Let's say you're a, you, you, you've been looking for a for a you know a new grill and you're scrolling through your facebook one pops up on marketplace somebody in your town and you set it up you you negotiate the price it's a good deal i'll come get it uh you know how you want me to pay you uh just just cash at me just venmo me send it through paypal whatever well if this one single person the Secretary of Communications decides that Venmo or Cash App or PayPal is an enemy of America. It's very clear in the wording that these companies and anyone who does transactions or business with or using them is then officially suspected of bad activity. So you could buy a grill on Facebook Marketplace from somebody that lives a mile from your house Neither one of you can spell Chechnya, but you paid them through Venmo, and now you're on a watch list, and they're watching you through your doorbell camera, and there's nothing you can do about it, and they don't have to have a warrant that they can convict you of anything on anything that they see there. 
So please don't say, well, I don't use the tickety tax, so that doesn't affect me. No, this affects everything the way it's written. That's the problem. This is what we have to look out for. And that's why I brought it up. It just got introduced into the Senate committee. We need to have a massive uproar and questions asked, at the very least. Okay, wait, this doesn't read very well. What are we going to do about that? Senate Bill 686, go read it for yourself, and then decide if you feel it's worthy of contacting your representative. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Check depends on the weather and the clock. If your conversation calls for a little more than a coffee pot, if you need to pour your heart out and try to rectify some situation, I'm in, Garth. Take us there. Come on, buddy. Let's get there. Contact your American honky tonk bar. I realize it's Wednesday, but we're kind of at that point right now. Welcome back. Middays in the Element Well Studios. Dave Hughes here. Gary from Tishomingo on the Ceasefire text line. I thought they were trying to ban TikTok, not more control of the people. Well, they're using TikTok and getting everybody all fired. Oh, my gosh. TikTok is horrible. We must. Don't you care about the children? You've got to think about the kids. That's all. The only reason we're doing this is for the kids. And they're betting on the vast majority of people to be content with the oversimplification. Yeah. Because there have been lots of logical arguments for why government phones should not have TikTok. Yes, and that makes the, sense. The to Chinese me. government has access to a lot more than just TikTok on the phones that it's installed on. And you don't want the Chinese government having access to the U.S. government's phones. Yes, 100%. They're betting on people conflating the two problems. They're betting on two things. Number one, nobody reading the actual bill until it's passed. Uh, We've heard that. They've come right out and said we have to pass it to find out what's in it. We've heard that about budgets and everything else. That's their operating procedure. They want to pass it without anybody really knowing what's going on. And number two, they don't count on loudmouth people in Mississippi broadcasting it to the world because that kind of you know, blows the cover off of it. Changing topics before we go to news. You just brought this up. Speaking of the Senate, now I want you to stop. I want you to listen to what I'm about to say and explain to me why this matters, why we're doing this, other than for political fun points. The Senate voted to repeal the authorization to attack Iraq. No, we're not, we're not trying to attack Iraq. We're talking about when W was in office. And H.W. And H.W., his dad. They withdrew the, the authorization for 91 and 2003. Yes. So the Senate has withdrawn their authorization to attack. So, so what now? Now are we opening it up to war crimes? Is that what we're doing? Is, or what, 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 what's the point of this? Now suddenly... 30 years after the fact, well, you weren't authorized to do that. I mean, you were at the time, but now you're no longer 
would have, should, been authorized. There are no tenses to cover this. It's political fun points. Unless you're seeing something I'm not on this, Rhino. The really, the only two angles besides political fun points are to maybe take some attention off of the Afghanistan withdrawal and the debacle that was at the end there, or if it's international relations patty cake where you remove a card from Russia's deck because that's really all Russia has to justify their invasion of the Ukraine is, well, America invaded Iraq. Yeah, he did it. Uh, the, the the stated purpose is to try to claw back some of the powers from presidents to just attack people without congressional authorization. The fact that you're having to repeal authorization means that wasn't the case in these situations to begin with, or you would have nothing to repeal. So I get it on a parliamentary level, but in a factual level, it's it's not really an argument that completely holds together. It's theater. It's show. That's all it is. I'm going to throw one more thing in before we go to the news, just because this is one I told you during the break about Senate Bill 686. The Secretary of Communications, the new appointed by the president position, the secretary may issue guidance, including advisory opinions, and establish uh, procedures to carry out this act. And it says uh, the secretary may undertake any other action as necessary to carry out the responsibilities under this act uh, that is not otherwise prohibited by law, which is a fancy way of saying they can do whatever they want with no oversight, no anything. In conducting reviews, promulgating regulations, implementing prohibitions or other mitigation measures, or otherwise carrying out the responsibilities under this act, listen to this, the secretary may take action with respect to both individual covered transactions and classes of covered transactions, which goes back to you buying the grill from your buddy from a block away. This is a naked power grab for what? Everything. Basically, everything. When you check out a Walmart, what happens? You use a computer. If you're lucky and you get one of the two cashiers they've actually scheduled to work that day, they're using a computer. When you pay with your debit card, what are you using? It, it's all connected at this point. You get control of this, you got control of everything. So yeah, go read it. Read it for yourself. Oh, that's a guy. We'll get to that one after news. Fox News, Super Talk, Mississippi News, and the final hour next. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk, Mississippi. Hour number three of Middays, live in the Element Wealth Studios. 
Dave Hughes in the chair, Rhino in the other chair. We kind of come up with a better name. I, I say you're in the box. I say you're, you know, uh, in the control center. It's got to be a good snatchy name. I say in the chair, and you're and and Rhino's across the room. That, that just doesn't have. It doesn't sing. We got to come up with something better. Behind the board, in the driver's seat, pushing the buttons. No, that's it. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I kind of like in the driver's seat. I like that. Because that, that I think, helps underscore the fact that it's quite obvious I am completely out of control. Uh, Vicky, and there are about as many buttons as a Formula One steering wheel in here. There's, there's about as many buttons as there is in the cockpit of an airliner in there. <laughs> if you've ever seen inside the booth over there, it is technologically ridiculous, the number of buttons and knobs that you have at your disposal. See, I would be afraid I would hit the wrong one and launch the missiles. So you got to keep the cover over that one. I was about to ask, are we actually hooked into that? Wouldn't surprise me at this point. Uh, one thing, uh, oh, at the helm, Gene says. Ah. I like that. That's a good one. Warp Factor 2. Uh, Vicky in West Point clarifying, and she's got a good point here about them uh, rescinding the authorizations for the Gulf Wars, says if it's not authorized any longer, that means they can't use that authorization for future efforts. So if they want to attempt to hit them and hide their excuse in the prior authorization, they can't. Kind of makes sense. And to be perfectly honest, considering who has the nuclear codes right now, I'm not sure that's a bad idea. Put another roadblock in there, that's fine. The chair of total control. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> The wheelhouse and the groove. We're getting some good suggestions up there off of that. The chair. I, we may have to stick with the chair of total control. That's a good one. I like that. A uh, couple of comments about the uh, the thing. Uh, the the Senate bill. Darren and Jackson texted in on the C Spire text line. Love to hear from you, 601-879-4395. If you have any questions, I'll do my best to answer them, and we'll kind of work through this thing together because that's what you have to do with something this massive. Uh, he says, I don't have TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, or any of that. Where does that leave me? I don't know. Do you have a debit card or a credit card? Who owns the company that made the scanner that you use to check out with it? Whether you hand it to the cashier or you do it yourself. Who made that device? If they're in a country or as a company, they are designated by this one lone person as an enemy of America. Well, I, I was here. Let me explain by reading from the bill again. The... Secretary that will be appointed has the authority to conduct investigations, hold hearings, administer oaths, examine witnesses, receive evidence, take depositions, and require by subpoena the attendance and testimony of witnesses and the production of any documents relating to any transaction or holding under review or investigation, regardless of whether any report has been required or filed in connection therewith, including through another person or agency. So if the company that built the checkout scanner that you use your credit or debit card in falls under this, they're going to want all of the information of everyone that has used it. And guess what? what? The, the vast majority of affordable 
electronics, whether that be consumer electronics or commercial electronics, did not come from Luxembourg. They involve parts coming from China. Well, we have had this discussion for a while about wanting to ban, uh, and I never can pronounce it correctly, the Chinese company Huawei. That's one way, yeah. That they have uh, they have technology that is used in cell phone towers all throughout America. There has been discussion about that before, about banning that. Hey, your cell phone will quit working. How's that work for you? That's the point. This has been built up and talked about almost exclusively as a TikTok ban. And you read the bill, and it's everything but a TikTok ban. It only has a minimal connection to social media in that social media falls under the incredibly broad regulatory authority that is under this bill, as it's written now, going to be invested in one person appointed by whoever is president at the time. That's where they get you. You think, oh, I don't I don't use TikTok. I don't have TikTok. This doesn't affect me. Wrong. Wrong demonstrably wrong if you read the bill. And that's why I brought this up. That's that's why we're talking about this, because people don't realize what's involved in this as it's written. It was just introduced. This is kind of breaking news in a way for today, and it's about to be the big topic of conversation, I think. Uh, You know, it's... Brandon from Corinth, perfect example. We kind of touched on this briefly earlier. He said, I hope you guys have mentioned the TikTok deal is truly bipartisan. It is. We mentioned that. Plenty of Republicans are co-sponsors on this bill, including Mitch McConnell. Both parties, Brandon says, both parties are trying to get control of that part of free speech because they can't make money until then. He's not wrong. From the 662, if you believe this bill is in your best interest, you'll believe our terrible economy and inflation is all Trump's fault because the Democrats inherited it. Yeah, what they say and what the what the truth is doesn't match up a lot of times. Joe in Oxford, let's bring back the Minister of Dif- Disinformation to run both of these. Yeah, that's kind of what they're trying to do. 662, and this is exactly right. All new scanners at the checkouts have built-in cameras with facial recognition software. Yeah, that's not the only camera pointed at it either. Nope. If you've ever had the misfortune of having the machine think you are shoplifting, if you're paying attention when the person comes over to help you out and clear the screen, usually it'll show several different angles of the infraction for the associate to look at it and go, yeah, you were just scanning one that had a good barcode. Yep. That's exactly right. David and West Point, if somebody sends me a TikTok video and I open it, is my phone compromised? It could be- Yes and no. More than likely, the, the Chinese government does know that you have viewed that TikTok, but without the app being installed, they don't have the access to your phone that they would through the triggers in the video but i think it could be argued the way this bill is written even if you didn't open it you would still wind up on a list because you received one you didn't ask for it you didn't want it you didn't open it you deleted it as soon as you got it doesn't matter because again the secretary can 
require by subpoena the attendance and testimony of witnesses in the production of any documents relating to any transaction or holding under review or investigation, regardless of whether any report has been required or filed in connection therewith. You read through all of it, you you could argue, yeah. You'd still be in trouble. You didn't do nothing. But it's more than TikTok. Quit falling into the trap. That's the point of this entire thing. It has been built up as TikTok, 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 TikTok. It has nothing to do with TikTok. It has to do with everything. It has to do with how you pay your bills. It has to do with your cell phone. It has to do with everything. If you go to the store, guess what? There's some Chinese involvement there somewhere in the technology. Chances are good. You think that's a fair statement, Rhino? Oh, yeah. Because that's where our electronics, a lot of them come from. Because of expense, because of the cost. So, we need to get off of the whole TikTok thing. It's not just that. I mentioned the Wish app earlier. How many things, have you ever ordered something from Amazon and it gets shipped from China? You're in trouble. Forget Alibaba. That's owned by Jack Wu, a Chinese guy, billionaire. Turn that off. By the way, a lot of things you order from Amazon come through Alibaba. So you can go to the American Amazon site and order an American product from an American company, and it'll get shipped from China. And then where are you at with this bill? That's the point. Everyone has been fed. We have got to do this to ban TikTok to protect the kids. No, they want to watch everything you're doing. And this allows them to, the way it's written. It's what it looks like to me. That's a problem. You know, Penny and Winona makes a great point. I want to get into that when we get back. Because that speaks to the heart of the entire argument they've been making to try to push this thing through to begin with. And I want to address that when we return live in the Element Well Studios on Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Keep it here. Talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Middays, live in the Element Wealth Studios. Dave Hughes here. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get to... Uh, I'm going to get to Derek's comment in a minute, too. i got a lot up here to get to on the C Spire text line. Thank you for that. Keep them coming in, 601-879-4395, because that's, that's my goal, is to have a discussion about this and talk about this and, and work through this for some folks. But I do have to say, after reading it just a minute ago, Derek and Greenwood, 
uh, is one fruity dude. That's F R O O D Y. He gets it. He get, and it's his fault because the, that popped in my head after I read his text. You'll, you'll see why when I get to it in a minute. But first, Penny and Winona said, and this is a very pertinent point, they can't stop child pornography, but they can do this. That's because the goal is never what they tell you the goal is. So let's play devil's advocate, because Penny brings up a great angle on this. Let's play devil's advocate in a very real and very strange way, from a strange angle, I guess you would say. For my devil's advocate argument, Rhino, let's say that, yes, this is all about TikTok. This has nothing to do with TikTok. We've got to ban TikTok. We've got to get rid of TikTok. It's a horrible threat to planet Earth. And I'll wait as long as I need to, but I would like somebody to provide me an example of something that we have banned that went away. That was no longer a problem. Because banning something makes it illegal. Can you please point out anything we have banned that it solved the problem? I told you, I, I get off the air at one, but I'm willing to sit here all day and wait for that example to come in on the text line just so I can read it. What has ever been banned, made illegal, and it vanished. It was just no longer a problem. I don't know why we keep rushing forward with, we need to ban this. Okay, and then what? Well, then we can go after the people doing it. Well, that's worked with the war on drugs, hasn't it? Got that under control. Things are going great. Prostitution. Human trafficking. Buying and selling other people. That's about as banned as it can be. We keep having people come in here to talk about it because it's a problem in Mississippi and everywhere else. These things still go on. So what has been banned that it vanished? It went away and it was no longer a problem. It doesn't work like that. It's never worked like that. And to put a finer point on it, you're not asking... What was banned and then that product, device, or item went away forever? You're asking why it was banned and did it fix the problem? Right. Like, for example, we had somebody chime in with three-wheelers from the 662 on the ceasefire text line. The purpose for banning three-wheelers was because people were having accidents on ATVs. Have people stopped having accidents on ATVs with the banning of three-wheelers? No. Didn't fix the problem. But made everybody feel like we were doing something. Darren and Jackson said, Whiskey, you've seen this story, I'm sure, by this point. But back during Prohibition, because we tried that, we tried, we made drinking illegal. We, we did away with alcohol on the national level. We, prohibition went into effect. You were not allowed to have it. So what happened? Speakeasies popped up. Liquor running popped up. There was a reporter for the New York Times that traveled the country because he wanted to see how long during Prohibition, while it was in full effect, how long it took him in various places to get alcohol when it was completely illegal. The record was New Orleans. It took him less than a minute. He got off the plane, got in his cab, and as he climbed in, said, hey, where can I get a drink around here? And the cabbie pulls a bottle of liquor out from under the seat and says, here you go, dude. Well, that worked. Why did they repeal Prohibition? It wasn't working. 
It did not solve the problem. It never solves the problem. Well, it gives us the ability to punish the people that, again, we have that in place right now. Has that reduced the amount of drugs? Has that reduced the amount of drunk driving? Has that reduced the amount of murder? Has that reduced the amount of anything because we made it illegal to do it? I I can't think of an example. (laughs) Carrie and McComb, common sense. (sighs) Traffic cameras. Oh, they're all over the place. Prayers in school. Which school? Not all of them. How about banning dark tent on vehicles? No, they set a limit to how dark it could be. They didn't ban it completely. Didn't just do away with it. DDT, I think I see the one you were laughing at. From the 662? No, from Kyle. Oh, I didn't. I hadn't seen that one yet. Quaaludes. Quaaludes. Ah, oh, yeah. Those are only banned in America. You could still get them in Europe. Yes, they're everywhere. I guarantee you, if you try, you could get them in America too. Chad and Van Cleve. Yep, you're correct. Let's ban guns and illicit drugs while we're at it. This is the other side of the Second Amendment argument. They want to ban guns because that will bring an end to gun violence. You and I both know that's bull. What is the expression that's used all the time? If you make owning a gun criminal, only criminals will have guns. You think it's any different with TikTok or anything else that you ban? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying nothing should be illegal. No, far from it. There are plenty of things that need to be illegal. we got a lot of stuff that is illegal. I'm just saying it is ridiculous to say we're going to solve this problem and protect the children and ban TikTok. Show me something that's banned that goes away. And I'm sorry, if you got a 12-year-old that's on TikTok and they go and they get them because they're using a VPN to do it, is the 12-year-old paying the million dollars? What do you think? So that argument that has been presented as the reason for this was specious at best. Yeah, I was thinking about when I was talking about prohibition, certain alcohol only being available in certain places was in place for quite a while. That's how we got the Smokey and the Bandit movie. He was literally running an 18-wheeler full of beer from one state to another because you couldn't have that beer in the state he was headed to. So we had Buford T. Justice trying to run him down because he had a trailer of beer. That's where that whole movie concept came from. It didn't work in the movie. (laughs) They got there. Sally Field's hair blowing in the Trans Am, it was great. So, yeah, ban on anything, we, we have to quit using that term. <sighs> yeah, they banned meth, that hasn't stopped it. 
Leaded paint. Oh, there's a good one. Leaded paint. The problem with this is, well, people aren't going around looking specifically for leaded paint. They didn't ban paint. They banned an ingredient. It's like saying, you know, we're not going to ban meth. We're just going to ban that blue stuff that guy was making on the TV show. It's like the Sudafed ban. Yeah. Thankfully has been repealed. Yeah. That that didn't... All congested people rejoiced. Johnny Brandon, can I shake your hand? Can we meet up? Just I, We don't even have to say anything. I just want to walk up and shake your hand. He just texted in on the C Spire text line, manage your children, not apps. Exactly. Because this is what I find ridiculous. In a climate where we're arguing about whether or not the government can or cannot tell you what your child can be taught in public school or what books they can be allowed to read, we're okay with the government telling you what apps your child can and cannot use. Oh, that's okay. The hypocrisy is smothering. Either the government can tell you what you can and cannot do with your kid and what your kid can and cannot do, or they can't. It's an on-off switch. You don't just flick it when it's convenient for you. Because that leads to mess like this. It's my opinion, anyway. <sighs> Kevin and Monticello, if there's money to be made, someone will be willing to take the risk. Yeah. Not wrong. Not wrong at all, my friend. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbons on Super Talk Mississippi. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. I'm tempted to just leave this running. Your theme song for today. Welcome back to the Element Well Studios. Middays on a Wednesday. Middays, midweek. Dave Hughes here. (sighs) You know... I, I really do, even though I, you and I have never met, I still consider you a friend and I want to look out for you. So because I'm not really sure where the statute of limitations falls here, I'm going to say that this is a great hypothetical text from Carrie in Richland who said, 21 being the legal drinking age, 100% kept me away from cold beer as a high school kid. Hypothetically, of course. I don't want anybody knocking on your door, Corey, so i am got you back, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, but a, a good point. Very good point. And it speaks to exactly what we were talking about. 
the 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 problem here is is that once again everyone fell for the pickpocket talking about the watch the watch in this case is tiktok while they were talking about it they they're trying to steal your wallet which in this case is basically your freedom the way it's written we got to pay better attention and we've got to quit just reacting to what we are told because this is what it leads to. We've been saying this for a long time. I know I've been saying this for a long time right now. If you're scared, if you're mad, if you're upset, you are much easier to control. That's a psychological fact. At that point, it's loaded. They just have to point you in the right direction and pull the trigger. In this case, the trigger was kids. Are you going to tell me you're going to come out against this and say you don't care about the children? You don't care about the kids? You don't care about their welfare? It's not about the kids. It was. Here's the secret. It was never about the kids. Ever. This, this was the play from Word. They didn't just type this up last night. This has been the play for a while, and everything has been designed to get everybody on board with it without even knowing what was being discussed or what was being planned. That was the trigger that was used. Got to save your kids from the TikTok. Did you see the one senator, I can't remember who it was, during the questioning of the CEO of the of TikTok, uh, who asked, said, now, does it access your Wi-Fi? What? No, it uses magic fairy dust to communicate data. Just showing a complete, blatant lack of understanding of simple things that don't even have anything to do with this. Just showing they don't know what's going on. That's because they don't have to, because that wasn't the goal. They didn't have to know what they were talking about. (sighs) Yeah. Thomas and Greenwood, why are they trying to ban the civilian ownership of body armor? It only serves to protect the wearer. It can't harm anyone. Well, there's an obvious reason for that. You don't want the wrong person protected. But unfortunately, that leads you to the question of who's the wrong person. And that's where the argument starts. Hasn't that been a debate since the late 90s? Yes. What was it, the North Hollywood shootout? Yep. It really kicked off the debate of whether or not civilians should be able to own body armor and pretty much all of the judicial system has landed on the side of it's defensive, therefore civilians can own it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's an ongoing debate, still an ongoing debate. Oh, yeah. Uh, William and Brandon, kind of like islands capsizing, clueless. Yes. The Internet is a series of tubes. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Well, it would have to be if Al Gore invented it. Lockbox. That's about his level. Mike and Corinth, or scare others that don't know. Yes. It goes viral. Everybody gets to talking about it and gets stirred up. But what has everybody been stirred up and talking about? 
TikTok. How many times have you heard the term TikTok in the last month? You've heard the passages of this bill that I have read verbatim as they're written being considered in the Senate committee right now. I haven't said TikTok once when reading any of it. Senate Bill 686, Leslie, Leslie and Grenada asking for it. Senate Bill 686. You can go read it, and it's mind-blowing. And I'm be honest with me. When I first mentioned this, back before the show started, back here in the break room, you were kind of like, well, yeah. And then the more we have read of this and the more we have gotten into it, you see why I was so fired up and upset about this when I got here this morning. Oh, yeah. Once you read it, once you start digging into it, you realize what's going on. And it's not good. So, (laughs) no one knows how anything works anymore. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know if you saw talking in artificial intelligence mentioned in this bill. Uh, you got the chat GPT that's taken over everything and being integrated into everything. Elon Musk, Steve Wozniak, and several other big tech leaders uh, all signed off on it and put out a joint call to pause all development of artificial intelligence. They did that this morning for six months. Said it needs to be publicly, verifiably stopped until we figure out how it works and what we're doing. Because, and they very rightfully point this out, it's in such a huge race forward that we literally, I belong to an email list where I get updates. There are over 200 new artificial intelligence programs and apps being introduced a day, minimum, touching everything in, in every single area you can think of. Saw one guy that took it. He, he took the the artificial intelligence and told it that he wanted it to start a business just as an experiment. There's been several of them that done it that have done it, but this one had a unique take. He told it you and this is part of how you write prompts for it you know you tell it what it is you are you know a zebra whatever you tell it whatever said, you are in charge of starting a brand new business. Your first task is to decide what your second task is. And then move forward from there with the goal being to form this type of business in this way with this amount of profit. Type that in and hit enter. And it told itself what to do and did it. you got to realize this newest version of this thing, and this is why some of the tech people are so kind of leery of it. Number one, I think it's because maybe they've seen a movie or read a, a novel at some point. Uh, it's at that I blame level. James Cameron. Yes, it is. everything is always James Cameron's fault, honestly, when you get down to it. Uh, this was introduced less than three weeks ago, ChatGPT4, the current one. The very first one, the entire thing, was released in November. That's awful quick to get from a glorified version of what your Alexa does when you ask it a question to 
telling itself what to do and doing it. That, that, that's a pretty steep curve, so I get their point. I'm not arguing against it. I think another one of the red flags was when a researcher asked the AI whether or not it could escape. Yeah. And it provided code that could then be copied to any other computer onto which it could, quote-unquote, escape. And that code, if I remember correctly, because I saw this one, uh, included instructions to the new computer how to use the back door that it had put into the code so that it could escape, too. Yep. So, just to sum up, culturally and governmentally, we have taken 1984 as an instruction manual, and now the computer techs are looking at the Terminator series and going, wow, we can give that a try. Well, just doing their best not to be the 2023 digital version of Casey Jones. You don't want to be on the runaway train when it crashes. What we need is the digital version of of, uh, John Connor at this point. Crying out loud. You know, I I plan to talk about the AI today. When I woke up this morning, I was like, I'm going to... We're going to get into that. It'll be fun. We'll play with it. Now, we had something completely different we had to deal with. Final segment of Middays in the Element Well Studios for this Wednesday next. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on! Let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Hold on, I gotta close the tab so I don't accidentally talk about that story. <laughs> Rhino and I had a great conversation off the air, but that's where it's gonna stay because we're not satellite radio. I and I hate meetings, so yeah. Uh, a couple of things I do want to hit very quickly off the topic of the day, which needed to be talked about. Uh, Recent Clarksdale, by the way, texted in and said, you need to be the fireman on Casey's train and jump. Yeah. Carrie in Richland says, hating AI will result in a total federal government shutdown since the House, Senate, and surely the White House are all seemingly artificially intelligent. So you're telling me they seem intelligent, artificial or otherwise? That's that's where I'm, ta- that's where I'm having a problem with it. Gary, aside from that, yeah, I, I, I get your point. It was it was a good try. Uh, final four, Florida Atlantic. I just want to make sure and call out a hometown boy. You know, Super Talk Pike County, our studios are in the Workforce Training Center at Southwest Mississippi Community College. I can look out the window of the studio and see North Pike High School. North Pike High School is where Elijah Martin played every sport imaginable and excelled incredibly. He's one of the big guys on the Florida Atlantic team that is in the Final Four. So I just wanted to give him props and give a little recognition. And we're all down in southwest Mississippi watching him and grinning from ear to ear going, Yep, one hours! Uh, Fantastic athlete, and he's on the national stage now in the Final Four. Good for the team and good for him. Tickled to that. But I just wanted to give him a shout-out here before we got out today. Uh, good job, and that's a that's a Mississippi guy. All the way to the bone. 
Uh, couldn't be prouder. Yeah, this March Madness has not been kind to my bracket, but I've been entertained with just how unsettled it seems to have been. I mean, look at the Final Four. Was it last year or a couple of years ago where it was literally every blue blood you could name from college basketball? Yeah. And then this year... You got a wild and wacky group in the final four. Yeah, got got three mutts and a Burmese tiger that shaved to look like a poodle, and we put them all in the ring. You know, you you're wondering what happened, what's going on. This is like one of the very few times. I think it's only four or five times that we didn't have a number one seed in the final four. I think it's like four or five times in history that that has happened. It's a weird year. It's a very strange year, but we're getting some goodie out of it. So, there we go. <laughs> yes, the two things are connected, Thomas. Thanks for noticing. I want to leave you with one final thing here. <clears throat> Guy in England. Failed his driving test 14 times. Wanted that license. Got to admire his stick to it in this. He was, he's not a quitter. His mama didn't raise no quitters. But after 14 failed attempts, he started to think, you know, there's got to be a better way. Well, he went and found somebody kind of looked like him and paid him just under $1,000 to just go take the test for me, will you? Yeah, they caught him. (laughs) The best part is... uh, what he paid was about 35 times the cost of taking the test. So he could have taken it himself another 34 times and saved money and gotten his license, which he still didn't do because they said, and I quote, you're not him. And they said, oh, 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 yeah, I'm honestly, and then they just turn and run out the door like a Mel Brooks movie character. That might have worked if he'd only been up there once or twice to try to get his license. Yeah. But you imagine the people that provide the licenses would recognize the guy that's been in there 14 times and failed? 14 times. You don't think they've talked about him at the water cooler? And you you think you're just going to slide in and they don't know what you look like, what you look like. Now, in fairness, I have no idea what is on the driving test for... England. But is he failing the written portion or the practical or what what seems to be the problem here? Um, How do you do that 14 times and fail? I don't have the full details on exactly what the experience has been and what the process was, but I'm going to take a stab at identifying what the problem is because that's a very valid question. What's the problem? I think I I've got a good attempt at answering that. The boy can't drive. (laughs) The evidence we have at hand indicates that may be the difficulty. Strangely enough, in a really weird way, I've enjoyed myself today. I'm not sure how that happened, but here we are. Senate Bill 686, by the way, go read it for yourself. Make up your own mind about what you read. You, too, can master... The Dave Hughes exacerbated sigh. 
it's like a training regimen. Have yourself a wonderful day, Rhino. I will see you again soon, I believe in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to it. I'll see you again. Have a good day, and I will see you then, my friend. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.